Welcome to the Crypto Altruism Podcast, the podcast dedicated to highlighting the intersections of social impact with blockchain, cryptocurrency, and Web3. I'm your host, Drew Simon from CryptoAltruism.org. Now, before we get started today, just a quick disclaimer. While we may discuss specific projects or cryptocurrencies on this podcast, please do not take any of this as investment advice, and please make sure to do your own research on any potential investment opportunities. And now, on to the fun stuff. Welcome back, and thanks so much for joining today. Today, I'm excited to welcome Nico Katsuyoshi, founder of Antidote DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization dedicated to funding cancer research and charitable initiatives. We discuss how they are looking to bring greater transparency to medical research and grant making, how they are raising funds via crypto and NFTs for cancer research, and the long-term vision for the DAO. But before we go any further, a little bit about our guest. Nico is the founder of Antidote DAO and is a sophomore at Harvard University, where he is studying economics. He founded Antidote DAO, formerly known as CancerCoin, in late 2021 to leverage crypto and blockchain technology and to drive scientific developments in curing different cancers. Having lost countless family members to cancer, he was inspired to use Web3 technology to drive real change. Okay, Nico, thank you so much for joining today on the Crypto Altruism Podcast. Yeah, no problem. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. I'm so excited to learn about Antidote DAO and uh, the fascinating work you're doing and using this kind of new structure uh, of a DAO or this new way of organizing a community and also NFTs uh, to fund and support cancer initiatives. So before we get there, um, I really am interested in learning about you and how you first broke into the space. Uh, so what was your aha moment that got you interested in cryptocurrency or Web3? Yeah, so so first of all, I'm a sophomore at Harvard this year studying economics, um, grown kind of a large social media following on TikTok. Um, with over a million followers there. Wow. So my specialty was never really kind of Web3 and blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my first kind of introduction into blockchain was back in 2017 uh, when Bitcoin was kind of taken off. And uh, like, like all other kind of degenerates in the space, lost some money there. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing back then. I, I think I was in middle school and, and just heard Bitcoin and thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but over kind of the last year or so, I was kind of buying into different projects, uh, but never really understood what these different projects were doing. I just kind of saw prices going up and, and found it interesting mm-hmm. um, until a few months ago where I stumbled upon a video that was like how to make your own token. And mm-hmm. I didn't really understand how easy it was to really kind of get into the space and create something yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we kind of started by launching CancerCoin on the BSC network, um, but since then have, have developed a lot and uh, really moved past kind of BSC as kind of known as the, the meme coin network. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but we've really further developed a lot since then, and I've been learning so much in the space. Yeah, that's awesome. Really cool. Um, and so it seems like you've accomplished a lot considering you're uh, you know, a sophomore at at Harvard, and uh, you have a, quite the social media founding, following as well, it sounds like. So it's always really cool to hear where people come from, because there's never like a defined path for getting into this space, right? Mm-hmm. There's never like, you know, if you were to interview a bunch of people who worked in an accounting firm, let's say, or, or in some other space, they'd all be like, oh, yeah, we all went to school here. We did this. We did this. And you know what I mean? Whereas in the Web3 space, we have people from all backgrounds that come from all over the world, all different sectors to get into this space. So it's really exciting. So now I'm excited, though, to hear about Antidote DAO, which is, of course, the reason that we're here today. Uh, so give me the, the high level on Antidote uh, DAO and how it all got started. 
Yeah, so I kind of started off by launching Cancer Coin, and the the reason, well, first of all, I didn't really love the name we created for that token. Uh, it, it just doesn't kind of roll off the tongue great. Um, but started the project initially because I had lost a kind of a family member to cancer complications mm-hmm. a few months ago, mm-hmm. um, and also lost kind of both my grandparents, one who I never got the the chance to meet, and one who's battle pretty much I entirely watched um, up until his last breaths. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to leverage blockchain technology to fund a cause I really care about and kind of touches the lives of pretty much everyone on this planet. Mm -hmm. Um, Cancer is kind of the second leading cause of death behind heart disease um, with 10 million people dying annually. So I, I thought blockchain would be a great way to kind of have a social impact and and fund a cause I really cared about. Mm-hmm. So Antidote DAO um, started off as Cancer Coin, um, but moved to a DAO structure to allow governance for kind of investors of the project. Uh, I've spoke with kind of a colleague of mine at school who's working on Harvard DAO, and he everybody in the DAO space really loves DAOs. Uh, mm-hmm. They really think if they can solve everything. Um, but we've been going through so much development, so many ups and downs these last few months. Um, but we really have kind of a solid plan moving forward. Um, at first, our original coin donated $2,500 to Alex's lemonade stand. Um, but shortly after, we realized we could have a larger impact than simply donating to other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, uh, somebody who's been following our project for a while now named John Daniels reached out to me about combining his project with mine. We were kind of the first DAO focused on cancer in the space, and he had been following our project for the last few months and was thinking about doing something similar. But he saw that our project had strengths where he had weaknesses, and he had strengths where we had weaknesses. Um, So we're kind of working on a merger now. He was originally starting uh, Crypto for Cure, which Mm -hmm. was going to start as a a token on the Ethereum network. So we're going to be joining forces with him as as well as 3ODAO and Grifters, which is kind of a project where some of their proceeds go to redeeming um, projects who have had difficulties in Web3 in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're funding us with pretty much 250 grand of, of seed funding and marketing, bringing us to market. Um, and we're joining forces with John, who has uh, connections in the medical field. Wow. So his wife works in a cancer research lab, um, and he has connections to these different medical professionals who will serve as our grant board. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to focus on funding seed grants to different cancer research teams, um, pretty much in the $100,000 uh, range. Uh, so our initial pre-sale we want to raise 100 Ethereum. Um, that's to be determined, which is around $300,000. Mm-hmm. And we want to fund kind of different seed grants um, twice a year to these teams so they can receive funding uh, from the government and, and things like that. Um, he gave me the statistic uh, that only 8% of these, these research teams apply for grants each year, spend so much time writing up these grants, and only 8% actually get funding. Mm-hmm. So we want to be the initial kind of seed grant to these teams who don't want to spend all this time filling out paperwork and actually get to doing research. 
-hmm. So we're going to seed fund them so they can get larger grants um, from the government and other organizations. And we also want to leverage blockchain to make this data uh, publicly accessible. Um, healthcare companies like to keep their data um, kind of private or sell it. Um, but we want to make sure companies who are accepting our money, research teams who are accepting our money, makes this data public for everybody to use um, for, di for different research teams to help one another advance knowledge in the space rather than compete. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And it's a couple of things there that really stood out to me that I thought was really cool is a, having those medical professionals sit on your granting board, I think is awesome. You know, there are a lot of great projects out there in the Web3 space that do some sort of granting to different, you know, organizations or to support some sort of focus area um, and, and nothing, not to disparage at all what they're doing, but oftentimes it yeah. is, you know, they don't maybe have that scientific expertise around the uh, subject area that they're focusing on, right? So I think that it's great that you're doing that uh, and kind of bridging those worlds. Um, and I also like, love how you're making it publicly accessible as well, which is great because research can be, you know, uh, secretive and prohibitive and hard to access. And, you know, being in this space, obviously, which is built around the idea of open source and transparency, um, you know, that's fan fantastic. Again, that you are kind of um, building the bridge between those two very different worlds of the medical research and blockchain, which is exciting. So that's great. Okay, so shifting focus here a bit. Um, I understand that you're in the process of launching an NFT collection as well to support your work. Uh, tell me about this. Yeah, so we're kind of still figuring out the details collection size-wise and kind of mint price and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to drop the token first and like the, the, the our Genesis NFT collection the week after. Um, it's kind of hard to create artwork around cancer. Um, so we started off by creating a kind of a generative a pixel art collection of different antidotes. Mm -hmm. So that will serve as our kind of initial Genesis collection, raising funds, uh, still working out the tokenomics of how much goes to the treasury, how much goes back to development, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not for profit. Uh, so still figuring those things out, but this will serve as one of our first forms of govern governance besides our token. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll have initially um, our research or our board um, and medical professionals kind of sift through all of the grant requests we initially get, narrow them down to maybe around five grants that they see as obtainable um, and, and kind of follow our, our values. And then later, NFT holders and token holders can vote and decide which grant we're funding. Mm -hmm. um, so still kind of working out the specifics, um, but in the future, after this Genesis collection, we will be receiving artwork um, from different research teams, maybe pictures of cells they're able to take in the lab and, and kind oh, of cool. selling those as NFTs as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. this was John's wife, wife's idea, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and then we want to kind of make a one of one, which we can auction off. And the winner of that auction can name the specific grant. Okay, that's awesome. I, I love that. Um, so much cool community engagement and involvement in the process. And that's great. And you mentioned there the, the token, of course, the that's uh, going to be kind of act as your governance token and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's the ADAO token? Yeah, it was uh, originally ADAO before we kind of started talks with John. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to call that uh, C4C or Crypto for Cure, which was okay. John's initial vision. Mm -hmm. um, and the plan is to launch that on the Ethereum network, hold a pre-sale, 
and then eventually create kind of a multi-chain token so we can launch on on BSC, we can launch on on Matic, uh, mm-hmm. still working out our other our the other chains and kind of bridges, uh, but we'll initially launch on the Ethereum network, and and we'll give back um, portions of those to Three O DAO and Grifters who are help funding us. Three uh, O is kind of their DAO's focused on lobbying, um, kind of at the federal level, um, to move cryptocurrency kind of forward and. And get it regulated in in a good way, um, mm-hmm. so we can still leverage the power of that. So we're very happy to kind of be giving back to them mm-hmm. and grifters for for supporting us. They're going to help us launch um, our NFT collection and and token as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So our percentage will be going back to them as well. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so you'd mentioned a little bit earlier about kind of your grant making process and all that, and what you're, that you're looking to specifically fund research versus like, you know, nonprofit organizations or, or just making a donation, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, kind of the initial interest you've got or the initial uptake or the areas of focus that you're looking research focus that you're maybe interested in funding. Yeah. Um, so we're still working out exact partnership details um, and, and really, haven't set up the the kind of grant applications forms yet, um, but really we want to fund any sort of research that we see we can have an impact in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think any form of cancer we can really cure is is amazing. Um, I don't think we want to focus on any specific types of cancer because we feel that those have impacted us personally. Uh, we kind of want the community to be able to decide uh, which grants we're funding. Um, and making it more democratic that way. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so you're leaving it really open to the community to help kind of, you know, drive those decisions, which is great. So that's awesome. And so you talked a little bit about kind of this, the governance approach and, and everything. Um, and I understand that you are in that process of making that transition to a DAO structure. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the roadmap for this and the kind of next steps. Yes. Yeah, so first of all, we, we plan on, uh, John's a big Star Wars nerd. So he wants to Kind of drop the token on on May the fourth. May the fourth be with you, <laughs> um, and and maybe the NFT collection after. Mm-hmm. Um, but three O is really going to help us with kind of forming governance. Uh, we want to make sure our medical professionals kind of sift through grants um, before allowing the community to decide. Because mm-hmm. I know personally, I don't have any experience in uh, kind of going through grants, and yeah, especially sure. when I'm not qualified. Uh, so, but we ultimately want to leave it up to the community to decide, uh, but we're still working out our, our exact kind of governance structure, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll have board members from Antidote, we'll have board members from 3O, uh, board members from Grifters um, and C4C, who all mm-hmm. sit on and kind of advise the project. Um, and as time moves on, uh, they'll move away from that advisory position as we're more self-sustainable. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And I like that. I like how it's kind of that mix of, you know, you make sure that it first is vetted by those people that know how to, you know, Mm -hmm. vet a medical grant. Right. And um, because I certainly wouldn't know how to do that because that's not my area of expertise. And then, but at that same time, then bring it to the community to say, okay, here are the ones that have been approved. Here's a little bit about them and then giving them the power to, to kind of help make those decisions on, on voting. So that's cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, so you have your, your token, tell me about the governance approach. Once you get the DAO in place, once you get the token in place, what's that going to look like? Yeah. So we want to make it so 
it's pretty equal, um, no matter kind of how much money you have invested. We don't want to make make it so the more you have invested, the more voting power you have. Um, so that's the kind of goal, but we're still working out like exact votes for NFTs, for tokens uh, and things like that. Eventually we want to move. So move to a staking structure uh, where you can vote on how many tokens you can vote on depending on how many tokens you have staked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can kind of give back, uh, make sure kind of some of the value is locked up in the project. So we're pretty sustainable, um, but we really want to make it pretty equal uh, where, where no one really has more voting power than another, just because they were able to kind of contribute more money to the project because somebody may really care about the project, but just not have the money to put in uh, to obtain more voting power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. That's always kind of that you know, that balance to, to find, right? And I know that there's a lot of research being done right now into creative ways that we can use, you know, these different protocols to enable, you know, there's quadratic funding, I know is one that's mm-hmm. been, you know, discussed, discussed quite a bit to look at different ways that we can kind of structure voting power that's not just, you know, based on how much money you have invested in a project, which I think is really cool, right? Um, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, so, like the classmate of mine who advised, we moved to a DAO structure who's working on Harvard DAO, also explained to me this weekend that, kind of governance isn't new. Um, we, we have done it for thousands of years um, and, and kind of still working on figuring out the best structure for governance. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll likely take, take a page from the book from, from something that's, that's been done and we know works um, because this isn't really a new thing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. No, that's a, that's a good approach to take for sure. Um, so this has been really exciting. I'm loving hearing about what you're doing and um, having read your white paper as well and kind of followed you on, on, on Twitter and just engaged with the community a bit. Um, you have a really cool vision and kind of roadmap. Um, and I know it's hard to, to think really far into the future in this space because everything moves so quickly, right? It's mm-hmm. hard to really say exactly where someone will be in a couple of years from now. Um, but tell me, like, what do you see as the long-term vision? Where do you see Antidote Dow? you know, maybe three to five years down the road from here? Yeah, the goal is to kind of change the medical industry as a whole, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot to ask for, but I think it's possible uh, looking down the line. So we want to onboard kind of the medical field, first of all, into crypto by by donating in Ethereum. Uh, so first of all, they have to accept Ethereum, figure out mm-hmm. how to. We want to educate them on really what we did to raise this funding, and, and kind of just our, our community and our vision. Uh, so mm-hmm. we want to, first of all, onboard the medical field to blockchain technology. And later down the line, we really want them to leverage blockchain technology uh, in the, the medical field and uh, also make work open source. Um, it's, it's, it's just sold and, and kept secret right now. Uh, people don't wanna share data, but the purpose of blockchain is transparency. And we really, really want to make data transparent in the medical field. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because you kind of, the more you dig into this project, you see that it's not just about, you know, funding cancer research, because there's a lot of organizations that do that. Really, you're kind of looking at disrupting the medical and research kind of spaces as a whole, um, Mm -hmm. which is really, really quite cool and quite ambitious. So, you know, let's say uh, further in the future, what do you see as some of the kind of... um, within this idea of changing the medical industry as a whole, what do you see as some of the main accomplishments that you hope Antidote Dow will be able to achieve in the coming years? 
Yeah, we hope to fund as many grants as possible, uh, first of all, and then see the impact of our grants in the research field. Um, and, and also just the, the transparency aspect, making kind of medical professionals go through making data public and mm-hmm. possibly seeing how they were able to change the field through that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not done very often, but I think if they are kind of open to it and do it for the first time, they'll see that that's really the way they should be doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Well, again, I love the way that you're bridging the gap between you know, a space that is traditionally not very open source mm-hmm. um, and that can be kind of secretive and prohibitive to with, with Web3, which is you know, the opposite and very transparent, right? And I uh, definitely commend you for that because I think it's so important. So, you know, obviously there's a lot going on with Antidote DAO and so much exciting mm-hmm. news and you got the merge as well, which is great. Um, we obviously weren't able to cover everything today. So what's the best way for listeners to learn more and to engage with your project? Yeah, so you can you can find our website at antidotedow.org. Uh, our Discord is linked there where, where we'll pretty much centralize information. Uh, their information will go out on our other socials like our Twitter, uh, antidotedow, um, our Instagram, same username, um, and also our Telegram. But those can all be found on our website, antidotedow.org. Awesome. And they can also, of course, be found in the show notes. Um, <laughs> and before we wrap things up today, I'm going to you know, try something a bit different today, uh, yeah. just to kind of uh, leave us on a, a, a note of kind of inspiration and, and possibility about the power of Web3. Um, what do you see as kind of, when you think about Web3 and social impact and the ability of Web3, whether it's DAOs or crypto or NFTs to kind of have this impact, what is the thing about it that kind of excites you the most the, in terms of the potential of this technology? Yeah, I think kind of being able to crowdfund across borders in one type of currency that's really open to anybody through the, mm-hmm. the power of the internet uh, with no centralized authorities being able to kind of have control of your money, I think is awesome. So the crowdfunding ability and also the transparency ability uh, through our project, everyone will be able to see where funds go, what we're funding, who we're funding. So I think those are aspects that aren't able, that aren't possible uh, in the world right now and only possible through blockchain technology. Yeah, couldn't agree more. That's a great note to end on. And I think that, um, you know, that's what you're doing too, right? You are, in a sense, crowdfunding these really important research projects um, using a very innovative new approach, which is exciting. And I think, you know, as we see more of these types of projects uh, come about and disrupt the space, it'll be interesting to see, you know, three to five years from now, what the crowdfunding sector looks like, because I have a feeling that it'll look a whole lot different. So um, anyways, it was so great to have you here today, Nico. Thank you so much for sharing everything you did. So excited about the work you're doing with Antidote DAO. Of course, the listeners, make sure to check out the show notes so you can see all those links and uh, get involved. And thank you again for joining, Nico. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. A huge thank you to Nico for coming on the Crypto Altruism Podcast. It's truly amazing what Nico has been able to accomplish with Antidote DAO, considering it was only launched in late 2021 and given the fact that he is still a university student with a full course load. I can't wait to see what happens next with Antidote DAO, and as they continue to implement their roadmap, I'm confident that they will be a leader in the decentralized science and decentralized philanthropy spaces. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for tuning into the Crypto Altruism Podcast. 
For more great content exploring the intersections of cryptocurrency, blockchain, and social impact, check us out at CryptoAltruism.org. Also, check the show notes to learn how you can support us, including by buying us a coffee. We operate on the support of the community, so anything helps. Thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Until then, keep on doing good in the cryptosphere. Thank you for listening to the Crypto Altruism Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on new episodes as they're released, and check out CryptoAltruism.org for more inspiring content.